The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com. Episode 135. Monday, June 29th, 2009. So this is the Paunch Stevenson Show, episode 135. Mm. I am Rob, you are Greg. Yes. And we are once again mm. in the no. Burger King parking lot. Too loud. In Nutley, New Jersey. Well, first let me say, we have a couple of guests lined up for the next two episodes. No? Yeah. Next episode, 136, we're going to get Joe in Kentucky. Are we? Yes. Uh, big fan of the show. And, uh, yeah, we, we read his review of Star Trek. No. Um... <clears throat> And then 137, we're getting uh, Kelly from some wrestling website. Kelly Leak? Kelly Lee? Leak! No. The Bad News Bears reference. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that on the air? Bad News Bears? The website. WrestleCrap.com. Alright. Okay, so... This is probably the biggest episode of the Paunch Stevenson show ever. Mm -mm. I know um, I know we've interviewed Ted Danson, we've interviewed Ed Begley Jr. That was huge. But this week this is the biggest week in Paunch Stevenson show history. No, it isn't. I did not meet Eliza Dushku this week. No, but up until this point, this is the biggest week. Alright, uh, well. Celebrity deaths. So Just get him out of the way. You're doing that first? Let's get him out of the way. Ed McMahon. Ah, 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 ah. Hey, he was He was the co-host of the, yes, the ALF talk show on TV <laughs> land. He, was, he did the cash for gold commercials yes, with MC Hammer. Yes, uh, Publishers Clearing House. You may have already won a million dollars. Yeah. What else has he done? He did some something called The Tonight Show. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Oh, is that um, Tonight Show? That was um, hosted by, what's his name? Uh, Magic Johnson, right? <laughs> or, no, 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 Chevy Chase. No, uh, Arsenio Hall. God. Anyway, he's dead. Ed McMahon, yeah. not Arsenio yeah. Hall. Ed McMahon. I like Ed McMahon. Well, he's dead. I know. But you know um, who is not dead? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, oh, yes. Doc Severinsen. Who's that? From The Tonight Show. Yet again, you know nothing. Who's Doc Severinsen? Doc Severinsen. He was like, wasn't he like the band leader on The Tonight Show? Bradford Marsalis. What the hell is that? So anyway, Ed McMahon, Farrah Fawcett. Yes, Farrah from Charlie's Angels. And Cannonball Run. And Cannonball Run. Well, this Run has been a... Ah, oh, man, with, this is... Um, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. But I have a question. Farrah, yeah, it's been a tough year for uh, Cannonball Run alumni. Really? DeLuise died. Oh, yeah, yeah. A few episodes I ago. mean, there's... <laughs> there's, like, nobody left from Cannonball Run except for, like... Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. And that is a rat! Where? It just ran past there. I thought you meant it was coming in the car. 
Uh, yeah, Burt Reynolds um, is still alive. Roger Moore. Ah. Wait, he was in that? Yeah. Roger Moore. I'm going to have to see this movie now. Roger Moore was a Jewish guy named Seymour Grossman, yeah. or something like that. Um, and he was pretending to be Roger Moore. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll just have to watch And Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr is still alive. From MASH? Yes. He was the Sheik, or something like that. Speaking of Jamie Farr, I saw... Um... <coughs> Your favorite, Alan Alda's, coming out with a book. God. Yeah! So, could you imagine if he recorded an audiobook oh, version of man. it? What would it sound like? I, um, I, I spent a lot of years on math, yeah! You know, he used to do the old, very, very early <laughs> 1980s Atari computer commercials. Well, he actually, in fairness to Alan Alda, um, he does... I don't know what... To, which channel, if it's a history channel or discovery, but he's like one of those guys that does like narration on yeah. the shows. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, I mean, it's PBS. It's, some, it's, one, it's something with PBS that he does. Yeah. And he's actually very good at it. I mean, we joke about it, but I actually, I like Alan Alda. No, I, I know. We like Alan Alda, but he, <laughs> he does have that unique voice. Yeah. No, it's just, the reason I goof on him is because... <laughs> This is a horrible portrayal that he did in uh, Murder at 1600 with Wesley Snipes. It's just... What? It's just awful. Okay. He basically was acting like John Voight did in the first Transformers. Oh. Over the top. Robots. <laughs> Robots. Um, Wait. I have a question. Uh, and look. <clears throat> I'm not putting down Farrah Fawcett. She's fine, right? Yeah. But it's another example of uh, a celebrity dies, an actor dies, and all of a sudden now the person is this big genius. And it's like, oh, Farrah Fawcett, we loved her. We, she was so awesome. And, uh, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not a Farrah Fawcett expert, but what has she done after Charlie's Angels 30 years ago? Anything? No. So... You loved her for what? One well, TV show? I don't know that that was the reason that people have been supportive of her. It was, you know, that she was, you know, had the cancer. And she no, was, I know, I know. But, I, I'm not, I'm not belittling that. But it's just like we loved her so much. Like, she did well, a, she did a TV show thirty years right, ago. Right, and her, but, but that's it. Yes, but her image, she, her, and, and she was of, on a poster. Right, in terms of popular culture, she was very. You know, very, very important. But you know what? So was Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Anyway, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting her down. It's just weird how people all, all of a sudden are like, oh, we love her. Yeah. Who else died? I could have sworn there was, uh... You know, I heard something. Some Somebody died... I don't... Some big musician, maybe? In the 80s? We, no. Weird Al? No! Weird Al is not dead. But I never used a phone booth And I never seen my toes When I'm going to the movies I take up seven rows Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat
Weird Al was on the plane, Frank. Weird Al was on the plane. I was reading on Twitter, and people were saying that, um, what's his name? What the heck is his name? Oh, Jeff Goldblum ah. and Harrison Ford <laughs> no. accidentally killed each other in uh, a medieval uh, joust um, while filming a movie yeah, in um, New Zealand. Um, no. Is that true? No. That was, that was untrue. How dare they? How dare they? Well, it's perfectly obvious Harrison Ford would kill Jeff Goldblum. But wait a minute. Wouldn't kill each other. Wait a minute. Why, why would Jeff Goldblum and Harrison Ford be filming a medieval joust? In New Zealand on, <laughs> and fall off a cliff. Stupid. Uh, isn't a joust on a horse? Yeah. I don't know. Alright, what else do you got? That's it? I thought somebody died. Carrot top? I don't know. <laughs> Gallagher <laughs> died. I don't know. You better look it up. Alright, while I'm looking it up. Over the last couple of months, we've met all kinds of celebrities. Uh-oh. What is that? Hello? Oh, wait, wait a minute. What is... We, we have a guest celebrity oh. death announcer. <laughs> we are live via satellite with one of the cast members of the Broadway musical Hair. Tony Award-winning yes. Broadway musical Hair. Lauren Elder. Hi. And you are going to do the guest celebrity death. It's a big one. Are we ready? Are you ready for this? Is everyone sitting down? We're sitting down. Michael Jackson has died. No! No, that's ignorant. <laughs> I've only had two no's, Joe. Yeah, and a, and a heart attack. I love children. And now he can be with them forever in heaven. Well, or, or, or the other place. <laughs> so, so how do you feel about that? Wasn't he a Scientologist? I, I don't think so. I thought he was. Oh, no, Jehovah's Witness. Um, I was, I was quite devastated. I mean, oh. as crazy as he was, he was still a genius that contributed amazing music to our world and uh he grabbed his crotch a lot he did he did but that was his thing that was genius <laughs> so I, I was i was very saddened by it it was shocking uh yeah it was of course it was it came out of nowhere well, I, I mean, was. It's not a that we expected, but Michael Jackson. I know the same and day. Her people have got to be pissed, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and Ed McMahon. And Ed McMahon, yeah, Ed McMahon and Sarah Fawcett just got totally overshadowed. So, what's your favorite Michael Jackson song? The girl is mine. <laughs> Track three, side A, Thriller. With who? Paul McCartney. Oh, That's no. right, Blue. Oh, no. Michael, we're not going to fight about this, okay? Paul, I think I told you. I'm a lover, not a fighter. 
I've heard it all before, Michael. She told me that I'm her forever lover, you know. Don't you remember? Well, after loving me, uh, she said she couldn't love another. Is that what she said? Yeah, she said it. You keep dreaming. I don't believe it. I know. Yeah. They wrote that song about me. <laughs> you guys know, a lot of people don't know that. That's trivia right here for you on the Tom Stevenson Show. Wow. Yeah. An exclusive. Yeah. They used to sing it to me when I was five. McCartney? Both of them. They would sing it to me and fight over me. Well, luckily you were a girl. I mean, with Michael Jackson. Well, he was into girls then. Uh, was he? <laughs> I don't know. He was. We'll never know. We were engaged, he and I. We were supposed to get married. I think on that, uh, during wasn't it during the Oprah interview where she asked him about, like, some... I don't know, some first girlfriend that he had, and, and he he was, like, trying to talk. He was, like, telling it, telling Oprah about it, and, like, the girl tried to kiss him, and he just, like, was, like, got really scared and, like, freaked out or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I missed that one. No, I, but in terms of his death, I, honestly, I wasn't surprised. I was yeah. surprised. No, because he's 50 years old. But 50 years old. 50. Well, the reason I say it is because if I, and again, you don't, you have no idea what the truth is with this guy because it, it just, he would never admit to anything. But if you read so what, like, he was really like 90, <laughs> he was really an Android. <laughs> that might be it. And it was time for him to go back to his home planet. Exactly. It's K-Pax. Totally. Uh, no, but. Like basically, I mean, you have this guy has vitiligo, he has lupus. I have a rare skin disease. Now, I'm not going to say whether or not he had it or not, but I just found it interesting that the guy went from from a black guy to white guy, white white woman. Well, regardless of that, he went from black to white, and just coincidentally wound up with two separate conditions, medical conditions which prohibit you from going out in the sun. And can the treatment for both can make you essentially lose the pigment in your skin. I just felt that, I thought it was an interesting coincidence. And all of his children are white. Yeah, but the, I mean, that's the, obviously not his kids. Yeah, but he donated his... No. No? No, he never said it was his. So whose children are they? He's just sleeping with these random children? I, I want to know what's happening to Blanket. Yeah, well, who's going to raise Blanket now? I don't wow. know. Who's going to dangle Blanket no, over a balcony? I don't, I don't know. You know... Maybe, maybe we should step up and, and, and take the children. Adopt them. Yeah. Well, I, I do feel bad for the kids. Stevenson show could adopt Michael Jackson's children. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I feel I really feel bad for the kids, but honestly, a friend of ours from high school actually on Facebook was one of the first people I saw write about write this, and 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 I felt the same thing. Was they're like, well, I guess it's you know, I think it's better for the kids. You know, you could say, oh, well, Michael Jackson, all oh, his friends were like, he was a great father, this and that, but it is his kids were homeschooled. They never went out. They never associated with any other kids. Homeschooled by him? Yes. (laughs) No way. Yes. What was he teaching? He was like a book fanatic. He would read, like, 
dozens, milli, dozens of books to them. Peter Pan. Oh, well, I, I, I think honestly, it's just a terrible. But he say. was living in the Middle East. Anyway, back to my original point. The reason I'm not, I wasn't surprised was, again, you hear about all these medical conditions. Uh, they're saying he needs his emphysema. I don't know how you get emphysema when you don't smoke. He tuberculosis. Yeah, he needs lung transplants. And, and, and I'm like, well, if any of this is true, this guy must be in horrible health. So right. I'm, I'm kind of not surprised that he died. Right. But let's face it. I Honestly, from what's coming out now, it doesn't seem like he had a heart attack. Oh, really? I, didn't, I haven't heard anything. I've been too busy. He injected himself with painkillers and the dose was too much and it stopped his heart. Oh, shit. Well, that's, I, no, that's, that's what not, I read. That's what I read yes. on Yahoo. But he was addicted to pink. He, he went to Deepak Chopra's house and, and and asked him to write him a prescription for, essentially, for narcotics. You know, their painkillers are narcotics. Yeah. You know, so it's... Wow. And, you know, a lot of the... the actually, a lot of the, the, um, the hoopla now is... And the blame game is actually at these doctors in you know in the hollywood where you have these doctors who just these doctors are essentially drug pushers yeah totally wait so so michael jackson no i sound like tom cruise michael jackson should have gone on celebrity rehab <laughs> with gary Busey, <laughs> right with gary Busey. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what's his name? Jeff Conaway. Oh, God. Well, Gary Busey could have been a big help to him. <laughs> right. Spiritual. You know. Right. Life. Could have been a Living is for oh, everyone. God. <laughs> Jeff Conaway would have would have killed him and then said, call 911. <laughs> call 911. God. <laughs> I, I would have watched that. Yeah. Wow. Michael Jackson, Gary Busey, Jeff Conaway. But but anyway, uh, like I, I was watching Larry King, of course, d d only because he would have like the, the biggest schmucks on, you know, with this whole thing. And um, I, apparently I didn't know this. Michael Jackson was like best friends with Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah, I think they did know that. I guess, you know. And Elizabeth and Taylor. Who? Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I knew about that. Everyone that he was friends with was a nut. Liza Minnelli. <laughs> yeah. Lisa Marie yeah, Presley. Yeah, were all crazy people. Yeah. Well, because he, he was friends with people that have been famous their entire lives. Right. Which makes sense, you know? He had to be friends with people that, that knew what his life was like. Yeah. Corey Feldman. You know, growing up yes. in the spotlight like that, he never, ever had a normal life. Ever. And that screws people up. Well, him a lot. But he was insanely talented. You know yeah. what they should have had? They should have had a, a season of the real world. <laughs> Celebrity real world, right? And get, yeah. get Michael Jackson, Corey Feldman, oh. Macaulay Culkin, Elizabeth Taylor, oh. and Marlon Brando. Well, he's dead. Well, I'd rather see Corey Haynes than Corey Feldman. All right, so instead of Marlon Brando, Corey Haynes. Maybe both of them. Just to have yeah, both of the Corys should probably be on there for drama. <laughs>
Corey Haim was... that show coming back? Oh, oh I don't know. That's what not. I want. I want the Corys back. Yeah, I don't... No, nah, they, they, they're not friends anymore. What? I don't care. Supposedly. Put them on the show anyway. <laughs> they'll be friends if, if it if it means them getting a show. They'll be friends of the <laughs> Bonaducci in that house. They'll all be there. Yeah, the show's better when they're not friends. Scott Bayo. Scott yeah. Bayo will be in there. Just, the just get one. everyone. Who's the other idiot with Scott Bayo? Willie Ames. Willie, yeah, where's Willie Ames? He'll be in there. Hey, hey, did you hear that Tiffany Amber Thiessen is the only one that's refusing to do the Saved by the Bell reunion? Really? Yep, she's the only one holding out. You want to know the reason? Why? Because she doesn't want to remind people that she hasn't done anything in years. <laughs> She'd be doing this. Exactly. Oh. I know her agents are trying to push her towards it. Because uh, they think it would be great for her career. Of course. Of course. You guys should call her up and talk to her. All right. I wish. She was I'll my favorite. Her into it. I'm on it. You can, you can figure that out. You can make that happen. We're on it. Good. We'll Skype her in. Okay. Bye, Greg. Bye. Well, so we had a guest on the show. Another guest. Who knew? All right. Anyway, so uh, Michael Jackson is dead. Dead. So, so our good we, friend Dennis yeah. from Parts Unknown, California, and everywhere. Um, he 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 basically he said on your Facebook. He he I think he laid down the gauntlet. He oh, said, yeah? "What are we going to do on the Pawn Show without Michael Jackson?" I know, well, we've been making fun of him since episode one. But in reality... We talked to him on the phone, episode, <laughs> right. what was it, uh, seven I or nine or something? Just just for everyone out there to know, okay, us electrocuting him with the Antonio Meucci uh, shock, therapy. shock therapy kit <laughs> did not kill him. It just want to put that out have. there. No, no. Anyway, if you go to YouTube.com... Slash Paunch Stevenson. We have the phone call with Michael Jackson up oh, there. Oh, God. On YouTube? It wasn't even a video. Well, the au- I know, the audio. <laughs> people watch au- people go to YouTube for audio? Yeah. Oh. All the time. God. Anyway, so I... Uh, I well, here's or, the- or you go to paunchstevenson.com and, well, you know... Here's the reality. Listen we- to all of our episodes. <laughs> we actually haven't talked about Michael Jackson very much at all in the last, like, year or two. Uh, we, I, I would slip him in every now yeah, and then. We'll still do that. I mean, come on. It's Michael Jackson. Anyway, in episode <laughs> one, just to reminisce, right? We're, we're, we're honoring Michael Jackson. Yeah. The very, very first episode of the Paunch Stevenson show. Yeah. We were bashing him because on his website, michaeljackson.com, he was comparing his... Um, he, this is when he, he was just... Um, Acquitted of being the child molester. Yeah, he was comparing that that trial verdict of his to great moments in history. Uh, um, Martin Luther King. Whatever. Uh, the Great Wall of China being built. <laughs> the man, man uh, flying into outer space. Anyway. All right, what else? Next. Uh, but just, just to, to, to finish it up. In terms of music, I actually liked Michael Jackson's music from the 80s. Wait, you were always saying that you wanted to take the Thriller tape and put it in a meat grinder. Well, because the people 
at the time were just going berserk about this guy. I'm like, who cares? Right. But again, that's when I was a kid. I don't know what music was as a kid. I forget. I was all I was all excited whenever the Beach Boys would come on Full House and play with uh, Jesse. I didn't know no. what the hell the, the, the difference was. There's a small handful of hit <coughs> songs of Michael Jackson's that I like. Yeah. Other than that, I don't care about his music. Right, but if you look at his albums from the Off the Wall album to Thriller... Wh- which was very telling, by the way. Off the title. <laughs> <laughs> if you go from Off the Wall to Thriller to Bad... Oh, God. Bad had good songs. Come on. Wasn't Billy Jean on Bad? No. No, no, no. That was Thriller. Oh, Bad was on Bad. Beat it. That was Thriller. Oh. Bad had Bad. And there was, another, there was other songs on Bad. Not very good ones. Yeah, they're, they're okay. And then Dangerous. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> Stupid black or white. <laughs> With Macaulay Culkin. Uh, but, in reality, one of the big things about Michael Jackson that I would... would you know, admit to is the fact that he was the first kind of pop guy and he was also a black first black act to get onto MTV and grab his crotch yes, constantly know, yes. well moonwalked and yeah. but but the, look the thing is this guy was huge yes what you know, I what never he did with the music videos was incredible yes but what I oh. never understood <laughs> is number one the one white glove. That was because of the vitiligo. Okay. Supposedly. Number two, the tape all over his arm. Vitiligo. <laughs> okay. Number three, him wearing this, like, cheap imitation Sergeant Pepper's costume all over the place. Well, what was that? Well, wasn't he friends with, uh... Well, McCartney. <laughs> Say, say, say. Oh, yeah, so then we were talking about, is Paul McCartney going to get the Beatles songs back now? I don't think so. No. You know, look, we make fun of Michael Jackson all the time, but I'm not not (laughs) laughing about his death. I'm not happy. You know who's happy about his death. That's right, love. Oh, no, I I don't know if Paul McCartney's happy. Well, he issued a statement, right? Yeah, it was like some kind of generic statement. I'm very sad, love. We lost a great musician, love. That's... And that was it. Yeah. Whatever. And then he went home and laughed and cartwheeled. (laughs) Cartwheeled. Um, But in terms of Michael Jackson's videos, I just want to touch on something here. Yeah. Um, Billie Jean, which was a very, very, really good video. It was very innovative. Yeah, yeah. That was directed by a guy named Steve Barron okay. from Ireland. Did you know that this guy, Steve Barron, also directed um, the music videos Money for Nothing by Dire uh, Straits? Wait, that, that, was, that was a really innovative video. It had all the, the like, computer uh, graphics. I know, the four polygon <laughs> graphics. Yeah. Eh. Also, he, they could have done better. Hold on. Also, he directed the rotoscoping uh, video Take On Me by Aha. Right, that was good. Yes. That was he also directed the movies Coneheads. Oh. <laughs> we come from France. Horrible. And the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, all right. So. All right. That's uh, so, so he's very hit or miss. 
Yes. Now, the other, uh, uh, another music video that was <laughs> the bad music video, which was <laughs> just so Martin ridiculous. Martin Scorsese, right? Um, yes. Uh, Martin Scorsese directed that. Um, the interesting thing about that was when Weird Al Yankovic... Yes called up Michael Jackson and said, hey, I want to do another parody. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to get your blessing. I want I want your approval of the parody. Michael Jackson was actually very, very nice, very generous. <laughs> he said, you can use the same set. You can use, you know, he was, he was very helpful in that regard. Yeah. So I guess he must have had a very good sense of humor. I think he did. I mean, look, the fact is when people were, I mean, Michael Jackson organized the we are the world thing yeah he did a lot for charity i give him credit did a lot for charity he had a handful of really good pop songs yeah. you know at the same time he did a, some shady things with children mm. so i know a lot of people are like oh don't be so negative just forget the bad just talk about the good and i say no you don't forget the bad you talk about the good and, and you talk about the bad too Right. Well, who's bad? That's right. Um, but you can't look when a celebrity dies, right? We got a lot to cover. I know, I know, I know. Last thing, when a celebrity <laughs> dies, it seems to be that it's all of a sudden like this this instant innocence or this this instant like you're all of a sudden a saint now. Nah. And and all of the bad like if a celebrity was addicted to drugs or child molesting or any kind of bad thing that's like instantly forgotten about and never spoken of again. And I think that's stupid. If you're going to remember someone, remember everything about the person. Yeah. All right, next. All right. So anyway, we're, 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 what we were talking about was the celebrity sightings yes. that we've had. The magnet. Yes. Celebrity magnet. Um, so I guess I'll go first. This goes all the way back to May. Beginning of May. It's only six weeks ago. Whatever. I um, I was at, at uh, Macy's in Herald Square, Manhattan. I was able to meet uh, several uh, Indy 500 winning drivers. I was very excited by that. It was a Johnny Rutherford. Oh, yeah. It was Alan Sir Jr. And it was Rick Mears. Wow. They've won many races. So, anyway, the, the funny part about it is... Alan Sir Jr. was there. Right. So I go up to Alan Sir Jr. and I said to him, I was going to bring your Nintendo game, which was Alan Sir Jr.'s Turbo Racing. For the Nintendo yes. Entertainment System. By Data East. What year was that? Ni 1990? Yeah, like 89, 90. Basically, it was a Formula One game that they made. And I guess they couldn't get the Formula One license or whatever, so they just stuck his picture on it and sold it in America. Right. <coughs> So, it was Alan Sir Jr., and, and I, I go up there, and, and I said, you know, I I said, I, I wish I had your Nintendo game for you to sign, but they're only letting you sign this hat. Basically, what it meant was, you had to, like, buy stuff, uh, like $50 worth of stuff. They gave you this hat, and the driver signed this hat, whatever. Rip off. No, well, not now. Well, they were good t-shirts that I got. I wasn't going right. to get it right. for nothing. All right. <coughs> So, I said that to him, and he's just has this blank look on him. And I'm like, he's like, what Nintendo game? I'm like, Alan's, I'm like, Alan Sir Jr.'s Turbo Racing. 
He's like, and he's just like looking at me like, huh? He had no idea. No clue. This even existed. <laughs> so the guy sitting next to him was a like a current driver. This guy named Ryan Hunter Ray. And he's about our age. Maybe yeah. he's a couple years older, whatever. He's like, oh, what what Nintendo game did he have? And I'm obviously the guy knew what Nintendo was. And I'm like, Al Hunter Jr.'s Turbo Racing. And he's just, like, giving me this blank stare. And I'm like, Jeez. oh, God. I remember seeing pictures of that in Nintendo Power. Yeah. Was mm. it Data East or was it Sammy? No, it was Data East. Sammy was the uh, Michael Andretti. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, so Al Unser Jr. Yes. Who else? Uh, you met... I went to a comedy show in Lower Manhattan. It was called um, 92Y Tribeca something like that nine two y the letter y tribeca and my our, our listener our friend jack um and our friend liz we went to this comedy show and it was hosted by janine garofalo ah. from stuff i don't know <laughs> stuff saturday night live <laughs> and the ben stiller show and she was in what was, uh, 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 Reality Bites, the movie. What's the one with Ben Stiller and uh, Harry Hank Azaria where there's Mystery Man? Oh, she was in that? Too? Yes, she was oh. in Mystery Man. She was also in... The uh, Truth About Cats and Dogs. Uh, can't, she was also in uh, Can't Buy Me... No, no. Can't Hardly... No, not Can't Hardly. Can't, can't Buy Me Love? No, that no. was with Patrick Dempsey. Oh, what's the one with uh, Matthew Modine and Paul Reiser and... Randy Quaid. Paul Ryan. And Eliza Dushku was in it. So Janine Garofalo was hosting the night, the, the comedy show, and she would bring out different comedians. and they, you know, they, they were okay. Some were funnier than others. But then afterwards, after the show was over, I sat around <laughs> for like 10 minutes. Jack left. Liz left. Yeah. And I said, oh, you come in? I said, nope, I'm waiting. Oh. I am getting a picture with Janine Garofalo. Ah. And they're like, ah, she's not going to come out. She's, uh, said, I'm waiting. I'm getting a picture. They left. Five minutes later, she came out. Actually, no, not even. Five. It was like 30 seconds later. Ah. She came out. I text messaged Jack. I said, yeah. Janine Garofalo just came out. He's like, ah, I'm already a block away. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Forget it. So, uh, I didn't have my camera with me. I had my iPhone with me. So, yeah. <clears throat> it was very, very low light, and the phone camera doesn't have a flash. But I got a picture. Yes. Janine Garofalo. Yes. Add it to the list. There you go. So then... She was very... Short? She was very short. Much shorter than I was expecting. Got a lot of tattoos. A lot of tattoos. And I know that she was saying the whole night that she was on drugs, <laughs> like um, at that moment, antidepressants because not because she's depressed. Don't worry, because uh, she has a skin disease or or something like that. Sound like Michael Jackson? <laughs> she's turning into Michael Jackson, and, and for some reason the antidepressants make her brain produce the chemicals that are needed to fight the disease. I don't know. So she was acting pretty wild and pretty strange and hyper, and she's, like, dancing, and she couldn't sit still. And, but it was still cool. 
So then, you and I met another celebrity. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Ghostbusters. That's right. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night another Night. another Blues Saturday Brothers. Night Live. Blues, Blues Brothers, Brothers. 2000. <coughs> uh, Coneheads. Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah. Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors. So what happened... Tommy Boy. Yeah, all right, fine. So what happened was... Uh, I had seen uh, on the internet that Dan Aykroyd was going to be signing his wine. He has his own wine, his own uh, his vodka. Own, yeah, his own wine company and his own vodka company. Yeah, something, anyway. Which so, I had no clue yeah. about. So anyway, he's uh, he was supposed to be signing it at the uh, Stu Leonard's wine place in uh, Clifton, New Jersey. Yeah, it, it wasn't a whole <laughs> Stu Leonard store. It was just Stu Leonard's wine. Yes. Right. So I'm like, hey, you know, why don't we go to this? It was like early on a Saturday. Okay, we're going. Yeah. And, um, you know, I figured there was probably going to be a lot of people there. There was. Well, the funny thing is you picked me up. Beautiful sunny day. <laughs> warm weather. We pull into the parking lot. I open the car door and... The paunch luck. Eh. This was uncan. I opened the car door and it downpours. Well, I mean, it, it's just been raining here every day. But it couldn't even wait until we walked into the place. <laughs> no. Anyway, so, so we just ran in. Yeah. So that we go in. Yeah, you had to wait in line. We probably I don't know how long we were in the line. Maybe an hour or so. Yeah. Well, we got mm -hmm. in and we and I saw the the end of the line. I figured, oh. This isn't too bad. Yeah. You know, we're here. The line just goes right around that corner, and then that's it. And then you said, no, that's not it. <laughs> the line goes around the corner, then it goes around that aisle, then it goes around that aisle, then it goes around that Like, six aisles, and then it goes back <laughs> around. And yeah. I'm like, Well, that's like oh. what happened with me and Dennis Leary. <laughs> Except this line moved very quickly. Relatively quickly. Yeah. Now, that's good and bad. The good is it moves quickly. The bad is, I mean, when you got up to Dan Aykroyd, man, they, they were this, it was like this gaggle of people there, these idiots. Well, there were, first of all, he had about six guards there. They weren't even guards. They I were know, just well, they morons. Were old guys. And then there were two police officers. <laughs> so we get up, and it's like this assembly line. And it's, like, and it's pandemonium. And it's like, okay, uh, uh, you guys have bottle of wines. Okay, put the wines on the table. Okay, next, move. God, come on. We got to keep it moving. Come on, next. And we're like, well, wait a minute. Can I get a picture? No, no pictures. We've been telling people no pictures all day. We can't get a picture. It'll hold up the line. Got to keep it moving. All right, next, next. Come on, bottle of wine, next, next. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. We just waited in line for an hour. We are getting a picture with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, so then you're you're asking like, hey, uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know, Dan, can we get a picture? And he's like, uh -huh, hurry up, hurry up, gotta have a shooter, gotta have a shooter, gotta have a shooter. Yeah, I just walked up to him himself, and I yeah. said, hey, real quick, can we just get a picture? Yeah. And we did. Very. <laughs> I mean, we were, I was hoping to, like, record, like, a, even, like, all I wanted to ask, all I was gonna do was, just, like, ask him one question, like, about Ghostbusters 3 or something. Couldn't. It just rushed us right Couldn't. out of there, but we did get the picture. Um, now the weird thing is... <laughs> For some reason, he was wearing a disguise. <laughs> Why? Why do you go to a place to sign stuff and wear a disguise? He wasn't wearing a disguise. He was wearing a hat, a and, hat sunglasses. and sunglasses. A hat and sunglasses indoors. But I think he always wears sunglasses. 
Well, that's just stupid. Well. Oh, yeah. So, as we were waiting in line, one of the employees at the store said, hey, do you guys want to buy a bottle of Dan Aykroyd's wine? Or do you want to buy a bottle of his vodka and have him sign it? So, you asked, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get the vodka. How much is that? It's a crystal skull. Yeah, it comes in a glass skull. And it's actually very small. Um... And, yes, you asked how much is the the little small glass skull of the vodka. Mm. The guy said, oh, it's forty nine ninety nine. Well, in reality, that's probably how much vodka costs. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't drink alcohol. I can go into a liquor store and get a fairly large bottle of Sky Vodka or Grey Goose or something. It's like $20. I don't know. Not $50. Whatever. Well, we didn't buy the vodka, did we? No. So we each got a bottle of his red wine. Mm. Again, I don't. I'm not I got the drinking white. wine. I'm not drinking alcohol, but just to have him sign it. Um, and that was what eighteen dollars. Yes, yeah, which is for wine is a little <laughs> on the expensive end. But. Well, I, I honestly, I don't think we we had to buy it. I think we could have just walked up and just shook his hand. Yeah, yeah, I know, but what's the point of that? There's a little wine bottle signed by Dan Aykroyd. Well, I gave mine to Lauren. You're going to drink it? Um, I think she brought it with her to California and then maybe gave it to her father or something because yeah. he's, you know, he likes Dan Aykroyd and yeah. all those guys. Plus, he has a wine collection. So. Uh, well, that's a good, uh, a good addition. It's, it's been passing many hands, <laughs> that bottle. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, so, so Dan Aykroyd... And then the uh, the next one, well, we didn't really meet the guy, but we wound up with free tickets to something called An Evening with Kevin Smith. The director. The director from New Jersey, uh, director of Clerks. Red Bank. Yes, director of Clerks, Clerks 2, Jade Silent Bob Strike Back, Dogma. Mall Rats, <laughs> Chasing Mall Rat, Amy. Etc. Um, dog, yeah, Dogma, Jersey Girl. So, Again, another hit or miss kind of guy. I like Kevin Smith. So anyway. But he, but he is hit or miss. Yeah. And he's a pretty funny guy. So we go to this thing. And it's at Carnegie Hall. I had never been in there before. I don't think I've ever been to Carnegie Hall either. And and the tickets were up, you know, in the like fourth level. So we were up in like the stratosphere up there. So, so we get on, we walk out into the top balcony. Yeah. And we're just like. Whoa. <laughs> I was a, l- a little nervous at first. Kevin Smith. So then Kevin Smith. getting a little dizzy. Kevin Smith proceeded to, he's done, he, do, he does this at colleges. You know, it's kind of this like, this like one man show type thing where he tells like funny stories and different things. He's actually a pretty funny guy. Well, you know, it, w- it was supposed to be a question and answer kind of session. Supposed to be a question and answer yeah. session with the audience. The problem is. Well, two problems. He doesn't shut up. Two, three problems. He doesn't shut up. Number one. Number two. These people in the audience asking these questions were like mental patients. <laughs> they were freaks. And yeah. number three, someone would ask him a question. He'd babble on for 40 minutes telling some completely unrelated story. And then at the end, he'd say, oh, yeah, wait, what was your question again? Uh. He just wouldn't stop babbling. No. Apparently, he uh, he sat on the toilet and broke it. 
Yeah, broke it off the wall. <laughs> broke the toilet. Yeah, so there's Kevin Smith. I mean, well, he, he talked about Wayne Gretzky a lot. Yeah. And he talked about the fact that he's so gigantically fat now. And the fact that he does drugs every day. <laughs> yeah, he smokes a lot of pot. Anyway. All I do is smoke drugs and eat. And I'm so fat. And I love Wayne Gretzky. And I broke a toilet. <laughs> it took him two hours to say all that. <coughs> Pretty much. And we got... We were there. I think we got there at like 8 o'clock, right? Or something like yeah. that. And we left after two hours. He still went for another two hours. I think at like the colleges where they don't like throw you out like Carnegie Hall. <laughs> I think he goes for like four or five hours. I know. This is insane. I know. Anyway. But thank you to Giselle <laughs> for the tickets. Yes. It was very nice. Because otherwise I would have never went to something like that. I, I wouldn't have either. I didn't even know he did stand-up comedy like I that. I knew he did the stuff at the uh, at the colleges. I, I knew I knew about that. Anyway, so um, so there's that. Uh, a couple of other tidbits I'll go through quickly. Um, uh, quickly, a uh, one little Eliza Dushku uh, update. Uh, I the saw dush. the dush. Uh, she voiced a uh, a character in the game Wet. What's that? Wet. It's like a half rotoscope type thing where it's all... I don't think that came out yet. I don't know if it came out, but it's like that... What's that other one? Mad World or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cell Shaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was... So anyway, I was just seasoning it, whatever. But so I'm, I'm looking at this game, and it is just the bloodiest, most violent game I've ever seen. What is it? You just go around... I don't even know the premise. You just go around... Killing everyone, slicing them open. You're just just slicing everything. There's just blood everywhere. It's insane. Next, because we gotta move. We gotta move all quickly right, here. Right, it's right, gonna right. be people are gonna be bored after all this. The Ghostbusters game came out. Yeah, but I have you know I haven't played it, so it got like it, looked it got really good. It got decent reviews. <laughs> anyway, the um, Indiana Jones oh, game, on the other oh, hand. No. So, uh, uh, one thing I was going to say was, uh, I finally, a couple of weeks ago, it came on HBO, I finally got a chance to see The Dark Knight. Batman The Dark Knight. Finally. I don't think you've seen it yet. I'm Batman. And Batman. Get Michael Keaton back. Mm, come on. Michael Keaton. It's the best. <laughs> anyway, so I finally I'd got... I'd rather have Adam West come back. Yes, Adam West. Did you see it yet? Nah. Right, well... So I finally got to see it. Should I see it? Yes. Where does he get all those wonderful <laughs> toys? Let's make a mayor. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I finally got to see it. Yeah. Um, you know what? It, look, it's not this, this movie that the people were going berserk about this is the greatest movie ever made <laughs> no how could it be the it's batman how could it be the greatest movie ever made it's not it's batman however it's not however i would say it is probably one of the best comic book movies ever made the batman <laughs> i would say that the the script was very good yeah. The plot was very good. Um, it really felt like I was watching a comic book. All right, I'll watch <laughs> it then. Uh, Heath Ledger 
did a great job. I'll give him that. Did he say, wait till they get a load no, of me? No, 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 but he was very good as a Joker. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, he was so dark. He was, he scared me. He was so dark, he scared me. And I was like, no, he didn't scare me. Um, no, he wasn't supposed to scare you. Right. He's a comic book character. Right. And he did a great job. And I, and I thought it was a great portrayal of the Joker. He was, he was very good. He was kind of, even he was funny and all that. Yeah, he was very good at it. Uh, better than Jack Nicholson? <coughs> yeah. Or yes. just different? No, he was better than Jack Nicholson. Oh, come on! Nicholson was ridiculous in that movie. It's the, he's supposed to be ridiculous. Uh, fine. The Joker. Was he better than Cesar Romero? No. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, man. Anyway. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, um, he was very good. The guy, Aaron Eckhart, was very good as Harvey Dent. No uh, Billy D. Williams? No Coke 45. Billy D. No. Uh, um, he was very good. Um, what about Gyllenhaal? She Maggie is so Gyllenhaal. unattractive. I can't believe they cast her in that movie. Luckily, they blew her up. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, they blew her to bits. <laughs> Wait, who is uh, uh, Aaron Eckhart? Harvey Dent. And? Two-Face. Uh, of course, Michael Kine was in the movie again. Flying, the a, flying an airplane? No. Into Jaws' <laughs> no, mouth? <laughs> No. <laughs> Luring an entire swarm of millions of bees into the Astrodome driving a Volkswagen Beetle? No. <laughs> Stupid. No. I love Michael Caine. I love yeah. him. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Christian Bale? Eh. Yeah. Eh. I thought he was very good in Batman Begins. And I don't know if it was just the way the script was. Not but as good as Michael Keaton. Though. No. I don't know if it was the way the script was, but he, it seemed like he was almost forgotten in this movie. You know, like, oh, Batman's in this thing? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So uh, that was kind of weird. But no, I, I think it's a, very, it's a very good movie. It's got great pacing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, you know it's, a, it's a really good story. Uh, Gary Oldman as the uh, Commissioner Gordon becomes Commissioner I like Gary Oldman, big fan of his. He was very good. I thought you were going to say Gary Coleman. No. <laughs> hey Willis, um, <laughs> what's she talking about? So yeah, I mean that was uh, you know that was very good, and um, and you know the crazy thing is Harvey Dent Two Face dies. Oh yeah, the Joker doesn't die, but Heath Ledger's dead, so they can't really wow. use him again. Now here's the crazy part: I've heard that Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, is signed on for a third movie. Yeah. But Chris Nolan, who wrote the movie with his brother and directed it and everything, is not signed on. And there's like this behind the scenes power struggle that could leave him out the same way Tim Burton. So who's going to take over? Joel Schumacher? That's <laughs> people are joking about. Oh, God. No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. They never, they don't learn. Michael Bay? Oh, God. No, 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 no. I'd rather have Joel Schumacher. We'll get to him in a minute. Oh, boy. But, yeah, it was, it was a very good movie. Sorry. Right, moving on quickly. Yeah. 
I, uh, I got that 5200, there's an Atari 5200 USB flash cart. Atari 5200? Uh, there's this flash cart, and uh, I got it from this website called atarimax.com. Uh, it's kind of pricey. M-A-X? Yeah. Atari Max. It's kind of pricey, but if you're like a collector like me, and you want to play the 5200 games... You probably already know about it, so I don't even know why I'm talking about it. But it's a very good uh, cartridge. You know, you load up the ROMs onto the cartridge. It's very easy. You put it in. You play it. The guy also has a ColecoVision multi-cart, same way. Um, and wait, wait, is there a Nintendo Entertainment System? There is. Okay. And I got that one too. Ah. I didn't show it to you. Wow. That one is from RetroUSB.com. Okay. It's called the NES Power Pack. Basically, what you do is you have to get like a CF, a compact flash card. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously a reader. You put the ROMs on there and some, some other stuff you download. Right. And you stick it in the top of this thing, put it in the NES, turn it on. You have a menu of games, and that's it. And the game, you hit the game, and, and it loads literally in like a, two seconds. Or you can bypass all of that oh. and just play it on the computer in an emulator. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. All right. Anyway, so uh, those are those are all my uh, my updates. Oh wait a minute! What? I forgot. We have another celebrity death. David Carradine. Oh yeah. Kung Fu. The legend continues. Grasshopper. It's dead grasshopper. Yeah, he hung himself or something. Well, let's just say he went out. The same way Michael Hutchins went out. Who's Michael Hutchins? In excess. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do, 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 do. <coughs> I've never watched the Kung Fu. Yeah, I never Or seen. Kung Fu The Legend Continues, but... Eh. I I've didn't seen, like... Huh. I like Tarantino, but I did not like Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill. He did some commercials. And David Carradine. Yeah. Um, I have a couple things very quickly on YouTube. Go to youtube.com. Do a search for Jimmy Justice. You know this guy? He goes around New York City. He's just a guy. He goes around New York City with a camcorder. And if he sees a police officer or a Department of Transportation, basically any government city official or law enforcement parked illegally in front of a fire hydrant in front of a yellow curb in front of a, a loading zone no parking he videotapes the license plate he videotapes the car the, the, the street sign that says no parking here he waits for the police or whoever to come out and he just starts saying you know how come you're not getting a ticket why are you allowed to break the law you're hired to enforce the law, not to break it. You're not above the law. And then he posts these videos on YouTube, and supposedly the, the New York City government has kind of been cracking down on this. Because one of the videos he posted, the police officer was parked in front of a fire hydrant. She went into a deli. She was buying chips or something. He's there videotaping the car. All of a sudden, fire trucks come. There's a fire. Yeah, I've, I've heard about this.
Are you on drugs? What is your problem? You're a traffic enforcement agent, and you parked your official vehicle blocking a fire pump, and there's a fire outside with firemen out there, and they have no access to the pump? You ought to be ashamed of yourself! You ought to be ashamed of yourself! While you're in the store, you don't hear the sirens? What's the matter with you? You ought to be ashamed of yourself! You're supposed to enforce the law, not break the law! What's the matter with you? Um, and then the other thing... But, wait a minute. Supposedly, Uncle Floyd is running for the governor of New Jersey. Oh, yeah. What was that? <laughs> is that I serious? I don't know if it's real or not. Uncle Floyd. If his name is on the ballot, I'll, I'm voting for Uncle Floyd Vivino. <laughs> yes. Better believe it. Yes. So the main movie review of the episode. Again, this is a huge week for the Paul Stevenson show. Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Where do we begin? Oh, man. We just saw it. Mm. We just saw it. Oh, boy. Uh, I honestly don't even know where to begin. <laughs> what do we start <laughs> off with? Maybe I should start off with Ebert's review. Yes, Roger Ebert. Robert, Roger Ebert's review. Now, I haven't read this, here. so this is the first time I'm hearing it. There's light on. All right. Um, suffice to say, Roger Ebert was not fond of this movie. <laughs> He's not really fond of most movies. No. Okay, so here's what he said, and I hope he doesn't sue us for paraphrasing oh. him, but... Nah. He says, uh, Transformers Render the Fallen is a horrible experience of unbearable length, which I agree with. Yes. I can't believe how long this nonsense went. Two and a half hours. I mean... Not counting the credits. We left. It had to be after... I remember I asked you how, how long was this movie going. It, the movie was going about an hour and a half. And I asked you that, and you were like, it's an hour and a half, and we're like... Where is the end? I know. Where is the... This freaking bay? They kept doing the same thing over and over again. Sam would get knocked to the ground. The girlfriend would be screaming. Slow motion. They all get blown up by an explosion. 25 minutes later, the same thing happened again. I know. Oh, Right, what else is he... That's only the first sentence. Yeah, it's not, not even the first sentence. Half of the first sentence. Horrible experience. Briefly punctuated by three or four amusing moments. I would agree three or four. Yeah. No, no more than that. Right. Uh, one of these involves a dog-like robot, wheelie, humping the leg of the heroine. Yeah, that was stupid. I honestly would rather have the original wheelie than that Joe Pesci imitation. Yeah, what was... Why is he talking like Joe Pesci? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh. I have to stop. I'm screaming. That's how people are looking at me. Uh, he says, if you want to save yourself the ticket price, go into the kitchen, cue up a male choir singing the music of hell, and get a kid to start banging pots and pans together. <laughs> then close your eyes and use your imagination. Uh, wow. I agree. That would end up better yeah. than this movie. <laughs> The plot is incomprehensible. 
The yeah. dialogue is meaningless word flap. Yeah, it is. Well, that's if you can understand it. He says their accents are Brooklynese, British, and hip hop, as befits a race from the distant stars. Not. Nah. I mean, the, the, the. Now, wait a minute. Well, hold on. The voices are just terrible. Number one, at the end of the Transformers Michael Bay movie from 2007. Yeah. Right? Remember that movie? Throughout the whole movie, yeah. Bumblebee couldn't talk. And then at the end, we found out, oh, it was because his voice was damaged. But now he can't and talk And they again. fixed it. But, but and he, he talked. Talk. But now he can't talk again. At the end of the first movie, he talked. His voice was fixed. Now, all of a sudden, all throughout Transformers 2, uh, his voice is broken again. He can't talk again. Come on! <sighs> Just make him talk! They share... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He says, their appearance looks like junkyard throw-up. Yes. These, this is the metaphor I've been looking for. Eureka. Well, my metaphor is if you took metal, put it into a blender, and then glued the pieces back together yeah. randomly. Well, he just said it in two words. Junkyard throw Yeah, that took you two sentences. They are dumb as a rock. This is another problem. The original Transformers all had individual personalities. They were intelligent. Even the Decepticons were intelligent. Uh, they share the film with human characters who are much more interesting, and that is very faint praise indeed. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know yeah. if the human characters are much more Barely. interesting. They're not, they're not interesting at all. Um, he talks about being a toy tie-in. I really don't agree with that. I, nah. I don't know how many can buy toys of that garbage. Uh, well, how can I buy a toy of something when I don't even know what I'm looking at? Yeah, well, that's part of the problem. Well, that's a long review. <laughs> um, the human actors are in a witless sitcom part of the time. A lot of the time, a lot of the rest of their time is spent running in slow-mo away from explosions. Uh, they also make speeches like this one by John Turturro. Oh no, the machine is buried in the pyramid. If they turn it on, it will destroy the sun, not on my watch. I didn't find anything wrong no, with that. No, that was idiotic. It's... Well, the, uh, no. The thing that was, that I found annoying about that bit of dial, bit of monologue, yeah. is that instead of explaining what was going on, visually it was like all of a sudden the action stopped john totoro just like had to explain the little bit of story that was going on and then up back to the action <laughs> anyway so he goes on to say some other stuff which i found which was that which by the way in that scene he was completely by himself yeah who was he talking to I, no one so then I have to stop. There's a machine in the yeah. pyramid, and I have to stop him. The, Otherwise, the sun will blow up. Yeah. The parents. Uh, like, yeah. The parents were two complete idiots. The yeah. the mother was on drugs. Yeah, she literally ate, she ate marijuana. It's just <laughs> so many just stupid, pointless jokes. And then in the middle of the movie, she had a southern accent. Yeah, I don't know where that came, came out of nowhere. From. <laughs> um. The, they take him to, to some kind of eastern, which it looks like it was supposed to be an Ivy League school, but yeah. then somehow every woman in the school is like a lingerie model. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Um, what does he say here? The battle scenes are bewildering. 
Uh, these bots make no visual sense anyway, but two or three tangled up together created incomprehensible confusion. Not only do the robots make no visual sense, and then, like he said, especially when there's two of them tangled together, yeah. on top of that, you have this stupid shaky cam. You cannot tell what's going on. It's exactly. Too much stuff blowing up. Everything's a close-up. This guy's an idiot. So then he goes on to talk about what some other people, they reviewed it. He quotes some people from England. Um, England? Well, because when he wrote this, the English papers had come out already. Uh. So uh, from The Guardian, these are all big papers. The Guardian, uh, the guy says, like watching paint dry while getting hit over the head with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the Daily Mail, sums up everything that is most tedious, crass, and despicable about modern Hollywood. <laughs> that is true. The Daily Mirror. A giant, lumbering idiot of a movie. <laughs> and then, uh, finally, uh, the first American review, he says, Todd Gilchrist of Cinematical. Michael Bay's ambitions run a mile long and an inch deep. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. Back in 1986, when the original, original yeah. Transformers, the movie, yeah, came out animated. Yeah, Roger Ebert bashed it, whatever. Now, after seeing the new Michael Bay movie and the new Michael Bay movie part two, yeah. if Roger Ebert went back and watched the original animated movie, by comparison, this is like a work of, of art, this original movie. It's just... Compared to these two I Michael feel Bay so, I feel so badly for the children Ugh. of this, this time... That they are forced, because they don't know any better, and they think, oh, this is so cool and all that, that they are forced onto this garbage. Well, here's what this I'm hoping. Garbage. I know, I know. Here's what I'm hoping. Nah, there's nothing to hope. I'm hoping that after children see maybe the first movie, and then, and then if they saw this movie, I'm hoping that now with this new box set that's coming out, <laughs> Shout Factory... No, I'm hoping that the parents will say, oh, look, Transformers, the, the cartoon show. We'll buy you the DVD. I doubt it. Uh, $30, but, you know, volume one. And then the children will watch it. It's like, ooh, look, it's Optimus Prime. Ooh, it's Bumblebee and Ironhide and Megatron. Here's... And then they'll get to know those versions of the characters. I don't know. That's, what, that's what I'm hoping. As long as they stop at, like, the first season and a half. Don't get into the Creme Zeke nonsense. Oh, well. But anyway, here's this, something I wrote on the uh, Digit Press forum um, was that I, I I felt that if there was a situation where I could find a DeLorean and go back in time with the help of 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts! Oh, and, I, and I went back in time <coughs> and kidnapped my, I don't know, nine-year-old self... Came forward in time, a la Flight of the Navigator. To 2009. To now. To you know, today. Yeah, Flight of the Navigator, great movie. Pee Wee Herman was in it. <laughs> if I did that, I would hope, 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 that if I took that kid who had never seen, let's say maybe I, I had not seen the Transformers. Yet. Yeah. And I, and I threw him into now and said, here, watch this. I would hope that... Him being me, 
would say this stinks. You would. I don't know. You would. I would hope that trust that would be me. The case. You would. I know. I can tell you for one hundred percent. If if it was a nine year old me who had seen the original Transformers <laughs> and then went to see that, I think I would even be more upset than I am now. That was just horrible. I mean, we knew it was going to be bad. Oh, we knew. But it, it is our duty as the Paunch Stevenson show. All right, let me see. How many movies did they rip off? They ripped off The Matrix when they had these... Well, wait, we, these, we like, went through this two years ago with the first but one. But they ripped how off many different movies I know, again, I know. They, like, ripped off The Matrix slash Alien with that fallen guy on this other planet surrounded by, like, growing machines. They grow Transformers? Uh, I don't know. Gremlins. Yeah, they ripped off Gremlins at the beginning. S small soldiers. Small soldiers. The with the little thing. things coming yeah. away. Um, what was the other movie we said? Oh. There were a lot. Just, just idiotic things left and right. Why? I can't, I just can't get past the concept that Optimus Prime was happy about killing Decepticons. Brutally killing. Yeah. And ne cursing. Never killed Why anybody in the original series. Never killed I them. I know, I know. <laughs> well, the whole point in the original series, and we talked about this the last couple of episodes, was that back then cartoons had a message. Yeah. So back then, I know that the Autobots were fighting the Decepticons, but if, uh, if Megatron were going to fall off a cliff, Optimus Prime would say, okay, we'll put aside our differences, give me your hand. Yeah, he would pull him up, and then Megatron would immediately stab him in the back. <laughs> right. But but that was just it. It's like, we are the good guys. Mm. We do good things. Mm. We don't kill things. Right. Yes, uh, and it was like, I mean, they ba basically blatantly ripped off the episode where, the, I remember there was an episode, I think the first season, where the Autobots, I forget what happened, but basically... Well, there was a case where they, they basically, something happened and, and the humans got all mad and yeah. they basically had to leave. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, also yeah. the episode where he fought Megatron and they secretly had, had given Megatron all the other Decepticons powers. Yeah. And Optimus Prime lost. Right. And he, he you know. And he, he had to leave Earth because yeah, he, he lost the bet. Abided by it or whatever. Right. But Megatron cheated. Yeah, he cheated. Um. All right. I'm just gonna randomly uh, go through my thoughts because uh, th th there's no there's way we can just so organize much. this. So, second half of the movie takes place in the desert. That whole entire second half of the movie could have been edited down at least by a half hour, if not 45 minutes. There's too much slow-mo, the same thing's happening over and over. I kept screaming, get to the point! Oh, it was really In the ridiculous. middle of the theater, I'm just like, get to the point! Really ridiculous. At one point, you were just like, if Michael Bay were standing right here in front of me, he would be dead. <laughs> I would have just beat him with rage. Because no. of, what I forget which part of the part when I was just in, just like what is the this whole thing? Nonsense? No, no, wait just, a minute. Wait one a minute, part where it was just nonsense. This is the part. Well, this is the this is one of the parts that I didn't understand. Periodically throughout the movie, remember in the first one we kept complaining about the Transformers are not meteorites. <laughs> so periodically throughout part two, like every twenty minutes. 
more of these Transformer meteorites would just randomly shoot down from the sky. All Where the, are they coming from? All the Decepticons looked the same. Uh, you couldn't tell which yeah, one was which. Every Decepticon was the same color and the same exact look. Uh, they uh, couldn't make different models. They couldn't color them differently. And then they got to... Uh, I, I, again, they were in the desert. And there's all these, these construction vehicles. Uh, and, I, and, of course, okay, it's the Constructicons. Yeah, it became so, Devastator. It took about three minutes to transform. Yeah, and guess what? Every time one of the Transformers transforms, the camera is is like is like changing angles every half a second. Yeah. So you can't see the robot transform. It's just a mess. And then Devastator transforms, and it's like this gorilla-looking thing. And he's just sucking up all this... What is this, that? He's just sucking up this sand. He sucks up a, an Autobot... <laughs> Who then, from the inside, punches his way out. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Man, and, just... and by the way, that Autobot who got sucked up, yeah. he had a twin brother. And they acted like two... They basically acted like Heckle and Jekyll. Yeah, but like like rappers. Yeah. They, they with acted... the gold tooth. Yeah, and, they, they... Yo, man, why yeah. you be messing with my twin and, they, and they were, stuff they were and essential... No, they were essentially Heckle and Jekyll. <laughs> and people are saying it's racist. I know. Michael Bay's racist. Yeah. But so, this idiot doesn't learn after the insane backlash... He doesn't care. Of, no, 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 no. The insane backlash after the Phantom Menace... <laughs> With George Lucas and Jar Jar Binks, this idiot doesn't learn. He, he doesn't, doesn't just care. he doesn't just put one Jar Jar Binks. He puts five Jar Jar Binks. The whole cast. I know the Wheelie Joe Pesci guy. These two twin brother guys acting like idiots, uh, uh. fighting each other, and oh. um, yeah, Devastator was just a joke. I thought. I did like the the girl that was the pretender that turned into the robot. That was kind of cool. A rip, a blatant ripoff of Species. Wait a minute. But oh yeah, that was the other movie, Species. So they didn't even exp all of a sudden out of nowhere. Now all of a sudden there's a transformer who can grow human skin. Just completely randomly out of nowhere. None of the other Transformers have this ability. Only this one. Well, it wasn't really that he grew skin. He transformed into it. Transformed into skin? Into a human? I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> I, stupid. They all looked the same. I, I couldn't tell what was going on. Stupid. And then, oh, and then... So again, the second half of the movie, they're in the desert trying to protect the body of Optimus Prime... And you have Bumblebee there, yeah. Ironhide, whoever the other guys And then were. Sam dies. That was the part where I was going berserk on. So you have these Autobots there. <laughs> yeah. They were not really doing anything. Yeah, then Sam dies. Sam dies. He's dead. Oh they can't bring him back God. to life. And this powder, the Matrix. The Matrix becomes powder. <laughs> He's carrying it around in a sock. <laughs> Powder spills out of the sock. We're not making this up. The powder spills out of the sock. <laughs> the he Matrix. Has, the he Matrix. Has, yeah, whatever. So he has some kind of vision, 
And these old primes, these old primes, whatever the hell they are. Old they're like, Transformers. They're like, oh, this is your destiny. And he comes back to life. That was just so like, what? Yeah, they're like, you're not ready to come up to heaven. <laughs> and then and then he's like, well, but what about the Matrix? And you're like, guess what? There is no Matrix. The Matrix is within you. God. No. <laughs> no. Then he reincarnates Optimus Prime with the Matrix, which the is... Sock. <laughs> sock. So stupid. What is he, Al Bundy? Stupid. This is the first movie that I've ever been to where people walked out. And then... Oh, so then he kept having those flashes and, and writing Chinese letters all over everything. Uh, which he, is a ripoff of Chuck, a ripoff of and, A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Megatron. Oh, and then uh, Frank Welker did the voice of Soundwave. It was essentially... he. Did it was his, a satellite. Yeah, but... He, he never transformed. No, but the voice that he did... And the voice that he did was the guy from Inspector Gadget. Yeah, Dr. Claw. <laughs> yeah. But it was nice it that was Frank like Welker. That. Megatron, yeah. here's the transmission. Oh, go Gadget. I can't even do it, but it... It was like that kind of voice. And the, the Hugo Weaving, just terrible. And The thing with Star Hugo Weaving is that it's not even Hugo Weaving's voice. It's his voice slowed down. And it's still terrible. Megatron becomes this, like, groveling loser. Although I have to admit, <coughs> one, I guess, positive about the movie is that I could actually understand what Starscream was saying in this movie. In the first movie, I couldn't understand a word any of them said except Optimus Prime. And then, so Optimus oh. Prime gets reincarnated. He goes flying in the air with pieces of jet fire. Yeah, we'll get to that. He goes flying in the air, lands on this machine that's supposed to destroy the sun and create energon. And he just shoots it with a bullet and yeah. it explodes. Blows it up and then he fights this fallen character for ten seconds and beats him. Yeah, well, he put, he puts his fist through his head. Well, yeah, I mean, so we're like, wait a minute. All of these Transformers died very, very easily. Come on. This gigantic machine that this whole movie is revolving around. Oh no, we can't let the Decepticons activate it. We can't let them touch it. We... It was it was blown up with one bullet. <laughs> they could have just shot it. What the heck? Oh god. Oh yeah, so then this Joe Pesci Decepticon guy ends up just instantly out of nowhere saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to become an Autobot now." <laughs> so they go to the Smithsonian Museum. The girl's way. Well, they go to the Smithsonian Museum and they activate uh, this airplane because it's supposedly an old elder transformer that's been deactivated. They activate this airplane. He has a beard. <laughs> I didn't know machines could grow hair, but he has a beard and it's jet fire. <laughs> and he has a beard and he's walking around with a cane. He's very old. The robot is well, he, walking around with the cane. He needs energon. He needs energon or else he'll oxidize and rust. But where did he get the cane? He has a cane. Uh, and then 
out of nowhere. Here's the other thing. Wait, wait, I, wait, wait. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, right? It's Jetfire and the little group of humans. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, he just like says abracadabra, and now all of a sudden they're in the desert. <laughs> yeah, they can teleport. Since when? I guess the old ones can teleport. Oh, <laughs> So, here's the other thing Who that... Wrote? No, all right. Remember when the writers were on strike and Michael Bay said he was writing it himself? Yeah, I don't know. Is how... this the result? Would it have made a difference? Basically, what they did was they took... It's clear. They took aspects of backs of things that happened in the original Transformers and put it in here... Some people are like, oh, there's all these nods to the original series. That's not nods. That's insults. Well, the Matrix. You're insulting it. Um, Jetfire, <laughs> Devastator. God. Now, look. Here's the thing that I can't Wait. stand. In part two, right? This movie, part two. Yes, there were a lot more Transformers. <laughs> but it was still <laughs> too much human stuff. Yeah. Too much. Nobody wants to see them. And where was John Voight? He got impeached. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the thing I can't understand is not only are the trans are the robots idiots, but they're <laughs> constantly fighting each other. Even though they're on the same side, they're like constantly <laughs> throwing each other around and cursing. Like, yeah. Oh, like the and then and Bumblebee was crying at one point. Uh, what was? The Transformers don't cry. The Transformers don't go to the bathroom. And then what was this stupid fallen guy? What was this guy fallen? I think he was like where some was he? Quasi Unicron type. I know, thing. but where he's sitting in this chair? Like where was he in the some beginning? other planet? Cybertron, maybe I don't know. And then all was, no Cybertron was destroyed. Oh well, God. And then all of a sudden he just like he turns into a meteor, flies down to Earth. And I can't even repeat what I saw because it doesn't make sense. Oh, man. Um, I have to, again, one other thing that I have to admit is that when Optimus Prime was fighting Megatron and Starscream in the forest, I thought that was kind of cool for, for like a minute. You couldn't tell what was going on. You couldn't tell who was who. I know, I know. But it, it was still kind of cool to see him like... Mm. For but only for a minute, and then of course he died. Oh man! Look, there's gonna be a third one coming oh, out. Man, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this episode of the podcast PornStevenson.com, I'm not seeing part three. I'm just ah. not. I can't sit through another one of these. <laughs> and I know you think I'm being funny. You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. I just can't sit through another one of these. I'm not supporting Michael Bay are with these, money. Are these the worst reboot remakes uh, ever? Well, Lost in Space. No, this, these are worse than Lost in Space. <laughs> really? Yes. Then yes. Then yeah. Yeah, they are. Oh man, I need to. I I I, I need. I need Energon now. I'm exhausted. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. There are people who are and saying this movie is awesome. Oh, they're, they're morons. Like, oh man, I just got back from Transformers 2. It was an awesome action movie. I can't believe it. What a, what a great way to kick off the summer. No. 
here was one of my big problems with this movie. Now I know back in the original Transformers cartoon show, I know that every once in a while, if, there, if, if the writers needed to advance the plot or something, yeah, you know what, Optimus Prime's hand would turn into an axe. <laughs> Or Hound would get some sort of a missile, or Bumblebee could send, you know, uh, radio waves. You know, so <coughs> it's to an extent. Back then, the Transformers kind of the, the writers gave the Transformers new abilities as they went along. Yeah, so right to advance the plot to an extent. In this movie, this new Michael Bay Transformers Part 2, every scene, it was like the Transformers could just do whatever they wanted. It was like, oh, now they have tentacles. Now they have uh, axes coming out of their hands. Now they're shooting laser beams. Now they can, they can jam signals. Now they can jam uh, uh, security systems. Now they could do this. Now they could fly. Now they could hold hands and get parts off of each other. Now they can... I'm like, you can't just do anything. They were giving the Transformers the ability to just do anything. That just ruins it. There has to be limitations to what they can do. They can't just be all-powerful. Starscream could release from his hand a little uh, half-an-inch... And here's size the, transformer that's in the shape of a fly. And here's the and other the, thing. And then, and then there's a, a, a remote control toy car transformer. I'm like, no, you can't just be able to, to release anything out of your hand. You're a transformer. You're not God. And uh, here's the other thing that really annoyed me. Just ruined it. A lot of people over the years complain about the original Transformers... They say, the one thing they, when, when they complain, they cite something called mass shifting. What mass shifting well, size is... size shifting. Yeah, well, mass shifting. Well, basically what that is, is, and the robot, <laughs> it was what Megatron used to do. And blaster yeah. and sound wave. Basically, and they were a full size, you know, like this giant robot guy. And when they would transform, they would shrink into this small object. Right. And Megatron was well, like, gun. Sound wave was a little portable cassette player. Yeah, Blaster He would transform was into a robot the size of a building. Yeah, Blaster was a, a boombox. Yeah, Perceptor. Perceptor. Etc. Right. Reflector would transform into camera. Ravage, etc. Right. So, the people scream. For years, they moan about this. I'm like, just shut up. I never mind. You know, I always wondered... When I was little, yeah. I always wondered about that. I didn't really care. But it never bothered. No. Well, guess what? Guess what? As much as they moaned and screamed, they did it in this movie. Yeah, Ravage. I think it's Ravage when he when they were looking for that piece of the cube. Uh -huh. He spit out, and it was all like these tiny little oh, like yeah yeah marble yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that came down, uh -huh. and they all they were these marbles came down the chute Stupid. into this room, and then they all like came back together like Terminator basically, <laughs> yeah. and formed into a robot. And there were thousands of them. They took up, like, the whole floor. Right. And when they formed into a robot, they were this skinny little tiny robot. Yeah, like a one-foot-high robot. Mass shifting, obviously, so... But again, that's another example of... The, the Transformers can't just do anything. It's like, you can't just... Oh, 
Now the Transformers can spit marbles out of their mouths, and then the marbles can turn into little one-inch tall Transformers, and then a million of them can can gel together and make a giant Transformer who shrinks down into a one-foot-high Transformer. It's like, wait, what? No, they don't have that ability. Well, they do now. You can't just give them all these infinite abilities as the movie goes along. That's bad writing. In the world of fiction, you have to set the rules of the world before you write your story. And these people did not have any rules to their world, to their universe of of the fiction. Michael Bay, Michael Bay. Well, there you have it. Transformers (sighs) 2 Revenge of the Fallen. Please, look. Uh, please. Do not give this man any more money than he well, already has. Well, he's going has. to. He's going to make please. Mil- million, hundreds of millions. No stopping this guy. Please. No stopping him. And again, you posted a video several weeks ago. Another example of computer graphics that was very good of Transformers. Oh yeah, that was from the uh, the Versus channel. Did a promo where the the racing cars turned into robots. Yeah, and back, and yeah. they looked like solid, normal robots. Yeah, and, and they, they look like something that if they transformed, well, you could see all the pieces. Right, and they had personality. <laughs> I could identify each one. Yeah. They transformed within a matter of two seconds, not five minutes, and it was good. No, Michael Bay cannot do that. He has to make the Transformers look like skeletons. Stupid. Elliot fell asleep that night with all kinds of strange dreams in his head. He put the little round object in his mouth. (laughs) It was delicious. The tastiest thing he'd ever eaten in the whole universe. 